All right, so I'm trying this one a little bit off the cuff here, uh, just because I think this episode is kind of an accidental episode. So in that nature, I'm just going to kind of tell you what this is about or how this actually came about. I asked Noah to come on to talk about his short film, uh, Lullaby, which has been up for numerous awards. And I got to see it and it was fantastic. So I think you really should take some time and just uh, check it out. You know, it's 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 only like eight or nine minutes long. But what he could do in those eight or nine minutes that just it'll sit with you afterward is is incredible. So and that's just a testament to him. And I love the guy. So he deserves all the accolades he's getting. But usually I don't do this. I, I was talking to him after the show and I just kept it recording. And we were just having a discussion. You know, he Noah had a tweet and a TikTok on Matt Reif's recent comedy special, which I believe was on Netflix. And it kind of blew up. I mean, Yahoo News uh, picked up the tweet. And it was funny because he didn't even know that. He was trying to figure out why it blew up. And that was the reason. But overall, we just we ended up just kind of shooting the shit. And it was just this awesome discussion about, you know, what comedy's role in society was. You know, there's such a debate on the boundaries of comedic expression and how far can or how far should a comedian go? George Carlin always thought that the comedian should find the line and purposely jump over it. And I think that's true to an extent if you're the right comedian, because let's face it, the weird thing about comedy is there's a dual nature to it. In one hand, it has the incredible power to enlighten. And on the other, it has this potential to reinforce stereotypes. And finding the balance of doing that is a special skill. And this is kind of what we discuss, and it branches out into a variety of social and political issues, such as trans rights and racism. There's a little bit of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict in there, um, but it's all spawned off of this, and it's just a great discussion. But I think you should find out for yourself in an episode I've tentatively titled The Matt Reif Controversy, discussing comedy's role in reflecting society with Noah Kinsey. Check it out. That was, that was fun, man. That was awesome. Yeah. yeah. yeah thank you for that. Yeah. You know, it was, um, it's cool. I love doing that though. Like when it's like, I have no clue what I'm going to talk about, but it was, mm -hmm. it was a good conversation as far as it was like pretty one track too. Yeah. Yeah. You it know. stayed minus a couple of my rabbit holes where I'm that's like, wait, right. what were we talking about initially? I, I always promise meandering conversations. <laughs> uh, that's why <laughs> my brain, the way my brain works. Uh, it's funny because when I do like the solo stuff, it gets like, I'm like, I got to cut like, it was funny because when you said that, I was thinking that. I was doing one. I promised myself I was going to have it recorded and out, but I'm like, no, it's, you know, obviously it's just fucking turns into like something. So I was doing one on um, how billionaires will use charities, like, mm, to, yeah, which, which got into like a rabbit hole. And then I was talking, I found the guy who started eBay talking about Adam Smith. And then I'm like, now I got to read Adam Smith again. 
I'm like, <laughs> this is why you're a fucking liar because Adam Smith didn't say this. You know, it's like, but it always turns into something. I'm like, right, that, yeah. that's just got to get cut out. Like, you could say one line, it can't get into like yeah. the wealth of nations. <laughs> yeah, when I do solo shows, it's like I have to script out the whole thing. I that's, mean, that, maybe not word for word, but I have yeah. to like heavily outline or else I'm going to just go down rabbit holes and not know how to get back on track. So I know exactly what there are certain solo shows that I really want to do that I just haven't had time because I know that they're going to take a lot of time to structure yeah. and uh, make sure that they're, it's a very linear like uh, story. Yeah. Well, that happens. So, you know, I did the, I'm still not even done with it. I did two episodes on like student debt, the history of it. And I'm like, it was only supposed to be, I was like, I can do like a 25 minute episode just talking about it in general. And then like, the history was just fascinating yeah. and like how it, it evolved. So I'm like, I'm still doing that. <laughs> but like the last one, yeah, the second one was about the eighties and Reagan and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm going to get killed for this. But, but yeah, that one, I mean, I think it was at like one hour and 45 minutes and I got it down to like one fifteen. I was like, wow. shit. And it kills yeah. me because some of that stuff was so interesting. And I'm like, well, I mean, that's what it is though. I mean, mm-hmm. I try to keep stuff to like, 40 minutes to like an hour 15 i notice is like this sweet spot yeah yeah, like yeah. I, I tend to lose people when it gets to like an hour and a half mm-hmm. or something people just piece out they do yeah so it's yeah because even like my conversation with joe walsh uh the israel hamas hamas thing the gaza i was really bummed out that he had a heart out when he did because there's yeah. a lot more i wanted to dive into um and i still don't know if i did if I did the situation justice on my side, I'm kind of critical myself with that one. But then on the flip side, it's like, even if it was longer, who is that for? Because most people, even though I think it's important, they're not going to listen yeah. after a certain amount. And that sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. And it's partly just like, you're right. Like, it, it's funny. I'll listen to people just like spout shit. And I'm here, like, really just trying to back myself up. And then there's people out there who just don't give a shit. And they're just nah. Yeah. Like the guy we met. I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to him. I don't know. After his, his, he had that breakdown, rant and then he was done. And then he was done. But that was his, I feel like I, I don't remember his rant, but I feel it's something like it was with Twitter. Yeah. But Elon it was something Musk. about him mm-hmm. not want, not like I'm never going to shut up or something, something to the point where yeah, it makes no did. sense that that was the last podcast. Of his. Yeah. And he yeah. took that as like an attack. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was on, he never released this. So, I mean, somewhere, I don't know if he erased it or like one day he's going to come back and release it. But (laughs) the one I went on, actually, that's how I heard of you, because I accepted going on this thing. And then I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. Yeah. And then I heard you on it. And um, and yeah, so he had me on and he's like, you want to talk politics? And I'm, I'm getting into like history. And he said something about, you know, when Trump was in, there was relative peace. And I was like, you think so? I was like, really? I was like, I can name an event on January 6th that didn't seem too peaceful when he was there. And he's like, he goes, well, what's what was that about? And so in my head, I'm thinking he's being rhetorical with me. Yeah. Right. So I go, because he asked questions that sound rhetorical. Yes, exactly. I go, well, okay, tell me what it was about. He's like. No, I'm asking you because you seem to know a lot <laughs> about this stuff. And I go, oh, like, I'm like, you know, that's, 
where they certify the uh, – he had no clue like they were certifying the Electoral College. And in my head, I'm like, why do you have a podcast, a political podcast though? Like if you don't understand any of the mechanism yeah. or anything like that. And it's like you – know, I look at that and I'm like, that's like part of the problem is like just people have too, yeah. too much of a voice. And even on my TikTok, the, a couple of days, and this this is blowing up. Uh, sort yeah, of. the comments that. are blowing up. The Matt Reif thing. You know, I and, was going to bring that up today too, and I forget. I, like it just did. There was nowhere to bring it up. I, if yeah. we went all over, I was going to bring it up because yeah, I had some some stuff with that too. I haven't what, watched it. Wh- oh, you okay? So what were you going to say? I was just going to say that I've seen him in interviews, and I enjoy some of his stuff, but I haven't. His crowd work it. is great, but. I was just going to get into how it almost goes into the genuine argument we're talking about being genuine. And there, there, there's people who tow that line great. Like comedians to me are incredible because they're almost like they can be our voice of reason at any time, mm-hmm. right? Like you look at Carlin and Carlin's got this huge, amassed this huge fan base now because he comes off as prescient. Um, yeah. But what he was doing was just looking at the world from a, an angle that nobody else was. But he's being shocking for the fact of it. And he kind of said in an interview somewhere that I saw where he was like going to show everybody that he's not just like a pretty boy who has old girl fans. And, and oh boy, did he. And I didn't see it, but the stuff I read was like, you're not like the only one who brought that up. I mean – he kind of like went right after his fan base with that. Yeah, he immediately took a straight up steamy dump on his and the the people. It's like he. And so I made my video before I saw like, and maybe it's because I posted one that now my my uh uh main page is. Oh, that was it. Takes. No, your your post was in Yahoo. Yahoo News had it. I'll send it to you. Yeah, because I was like trying to look up something for Lullaby, and I had your name, and all of a sudden I saw Yahoo News, and it was showing your tweet. Interesting. Yeah, no wonder that tweet blew up. And there's a typo in it, and pisses me the fuck off. But I'm not going <laughs> to delete it. But uh, there's actually two tweets. There was one other one where somebody just liked something you said. Actually, it was great. It was something like I like toe the line between giving too much of a fuck. And yeah. not enough fucks yeah. or something. Yeah. And yeah. she was like, this is exactly how I feel <laughs> like or something. But yeah, yeah, I had to bring that up. Yahoo had the Matt oh, Reif crazy. stuff. I didn't, I didn't know that, so that. But I did yeah. a video about his his response to people who were offended by his special. Did you see this, by the way? Your video? Did you see the video or at least what his... Did you hear about the Instagram response? No, I didn't hear about the Instagram Dude. response. Okay, so first off, like the special, to your point, the special was just because it's the truth. Women find him fuckable, so right. they made him super big, which, by the way, for him to complain about that, I want to be like, dude, how pissed off, how offended was your plastic surgeon when you complained about that? Because his face, <laughs> his face is different. And he even the got structures there. He even yeah. got new fillers for the special. He looks like he looks different. Of, I speaking of that. the 1989 Batman, he looks like the fucking Joker. Like <laughs> it's so pronounced. And if you see old pictures of Wild Now, his face is so flat. His teeth's all fucked up, which by the way, I love his teeth. I want to know who his person is because I, I so, have yeah. insecure about teeth, but like his yeah. face. That he had plastic surgery. Like, it's not even, like, 
people have pictures of you in Wild Out, bro. Like you can see, he's denied. He said he just hit puberty. He late. said his teeth. Which, fuck off. Like yeah, the teeth because you can't lie about that. But right. the face is like you can even because I have a seventy-five inch TV and it's different on a phone. I don't notice him on my phone, but on my seventy-five inch TV, you can see where the where they like hold his face. And you can see, like, the fucking, he had, he did not. It's funny you said that, though, because when I was looking this morning, I was like, why does, his face does look different, though. Like, it's, it's pulled, way different. And right? Like yeah, this is sunken in. This is up more. Like, that's, that's surgery manipulation. I know right. what they do is they put, like, fillers in here, but they also, like, have, like, wires for a little bit or, like, whatever they use right. to help, like, cement it. Anyway, anyway. So, uh. But his special was super like started off with the domestic violence joke, which, by the way, all of these jokes that he was he, he was doing, they've been done before, like because yeah. his whole domestic violence thing about like, oh, why didn't they put her back in the kitchen? And he says, well, if they you know, I feel like if if she knew how to cook, she wouldn't have that black guy. Yeah. That's fucking a, that's a dick move from the beginning to like, yeah. sh- I don't. Here's the deal, like. He's uber famous now. He made like twenty million dollars last year off of his stuff. Off of, so like, yeah, what? Off online. Why are you disgruntled about this fame? Why are you pushing against this group? And and you're going to negatively impact your finances if you're pissing off the people who yeah. made you that twenty million. Why are you? The whole special felt mean, and like he was only going after what internet trolls said about him and. And there was fat shaming. There was ableism. He he called his his nephew autistic as fuck at one point. Yeah. Um. He talked about a high school kid who had Down syndrome, but it was okay. He's making jokes about him because he has a big dick. And then he had this weird section on he's afraid of monsters, like in the closet under the bed. I'm like, who is this joke for? But yeah. then the monster underneath his bed would like eat his cum. All this stuff where it's like, okay, these are bro jokes that you're specifically doing this bro humor to prove that you're not just fuckable to women, but they're the ones who pay your bills. Yeah. And but anyway, so is his Instagram apology where I was finally like, okay, I'm done with him because I'm just not okay with it. And in my video, I'm like, I'm not, which is so funny because people like, oh, so you want to cancel Matt Rife? He's a comedian. Get over. It's like, no, no, no. I'm not asking anyone else to stop watching. I was just articulating why I'm not. His Instagram thing was there's a picture of him like during his stand up and it says for those anyone who is offended, click this link. Like I have your solution basically. Like yeah. click this link. And the link was to a medical uh website for special needs helmets. God. Like yeah, and see, I'm that's... like dude, fuck you at that for me. That's a bridge too far. Like, I don't, I don't like punching down. I don't even like jokes at the expense of homeless people because I'm like, look, yeah. they're already as low as they can get and you're finding humor and kicking them in the face. Like, yeah. I don't like humor that punches down. That's not funny. Jesselnik, Daniel Tosh, Jim Jeffries, for one, they get away with it because they're hilarious. But for two, the point is they're the assholes. That's the punchline yes, of the I joke is that they're the, they're not punching down. You're laughing at, I can't believe this dickhead is yeah. saying these things. Like, they're the, they're the butt of the joke. Yeah. Well, that's he's always... constantly in his thing. He was constantly saying, Hey, they started it, not me. Like, when he fat shamed a woman, he's like, She's the one that came at me. I'm just finishing it. And it's like, dude, come yeah. on. Well, they're, they're in such a weird position. And first of all, 
he had a what made him good is he did have an edge to him but it was yeah. funny and it was just right like that's where I, it's hard i get it for comics because it's weird they're kind of like our barometer now for the ridiculousness in society and that's what's good about like jeffries and all these guys right they're pointing out society's flaws of being like this ridiculousness I can't stand like Chappelle to me was like close to being the goat. And then he just, he wasn't until he came back. Well, that's what I mean. He picked a weird hill to die on. Like all the transphobic shit. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't understand it. No, but Um, also like to your point, it's, you can literally joke about anything. You can. South Park has made. Yeah, almost a billion dollars. Just the creators have almost made a billion dollars just themselves making fun of literally everybody. But there it has to be funny. It has to be original. And there has to be a point like it like even him doing that domestic violence joke. For one, it's not original. I've heard that before. What do you tell a woman with two black eyes? Nothing. You've told her twice. Like that is a fucking god awful, terrible joke that's been around since I was in middle school. Like it's not original, but also there is an opportunity there when he says that joke to shock people. Mm -hmm. Then you disassemble and you create commentary around that and you can be more observant and you can really break that down where you start with the shock, like what Anthony Jesselneck, Chosh and Jim Jeffries does. And then you articulate the point that you're trying to make that serves a bigger purpose that makes that joke worth it because you're like knocking people off their access. What, what he did is he made that joke and then there was kind of some laughter and he said, okay, just trying to see if this room's going to be cool and then he went on to talk about like girls and their crystals. Am I right? Like, so I'm like, oh, okay, so we're done now with that. That was just to establish this special isn't for the people who made you $20 million last year. Yeah. You know, like, but also how, even if you're trying to appeal to those dudes, guess what? They're probably in relationships with the girls that wanted to fuck you. Like, yeah, exactly. How comfortable are they going to be sitting next to that girl? who made them watch this comedy special, they're not going to laugh at that. They're going to be like, yeah, babe, that was, that was terrible. Like, yeah. who are you doing this for? So at least like Jim Jeffries, I remember I watched some special where you talked about how, at the beginning, talked about how stupid men are and yeah. women started applying. He's like, Oh, you must be new to my comedy. Wait, I'm, <laughs> you're not going to like where this yeah. is going. And it's like, but there's commentary there and there's, there was no commentary to what what he said it was lazy it's like if you didn't know any better you thought this guy got big on tiktok first instead of being on wild and out and that mm-hmm. he's brand new to comedy but he's been doing it for 14 years he has yeah. no excuse yeah that to your point it's like i think you're right the, the, it's the commentary under it and sometimes these guys come out and that's always their defense right they say something and then everybody goes crazy and they go it's a joke it's a joke but it has to be funny. You can't but, when people like you have Tim Allen or other people saying, oh, comedians just can't be funny anymore. It's like, oh, so how come Nancy so Jesselneck is yeah. rolling in the money? He's fucking yeah. rude as shit. Yeah. I guess you just can't be lazy and you can't punch down anymore because we as a society have agreed punching down is not funny. So maybe you just suck at your job and you're not getting the easy laughs and you feel entitled and that's why you're mad. Yeah. So it's it's funny. So I did. um 
it ended up being two episodes on Carlin on the, the Carlin effect, they called it because, you know, everybody just claims him now. And, uh, I found, I didn't get to use it, but I had found an interesting clip where he kind of talked about punching down. He was talking about Andrew Dice Clay. And, uh, he said, you know, it's actually really kind of crazy what he was talking about then. Cause it's a lot of stuff you'll see online now. He basically said that. I would never take away his right to work and I would never say he can't do the comedy he's doing, but he's like, I think he needs to be careful. He goes, traditionally comedy should be used to expose authority, people who abuse power. That's the people you're targeting. He goes, he's tending to punch down against Jews, homosexuals, and just people in the lower rank and file. And he's like, and he should know better because he's like, first of all, he's Jewish. <laughs> so he, yeah, you know, he's like, but like somebody could come after his rights at some point. That's, that's up. He's like, and that's why I always, he goes, I never punch down at people. And he's like, I, I just always try to expose the, you know, the power or whatever was behind this. Yeah. The joke is about the power structures and about yeah. like the establishment and, yeah, I that's such a such a great point. And I think that was that's my problem with like Chappelle since he came back on the scene, as well as Chris Rock's new special. I couldn't even get I heard that was ways. terrible. I didn't see it. My friend said oh my it, God. Was, it was stupid. And he's like, and it was just like, unrelatable. Because when he talked about Will Smith, it's like, yeah, I get it. But that's like a very you problem and not <laughs> yeah. everybody else. Like, and that's what we're talking. It's like, yeah, Will Smith didn't punch everybody in the world. He just punched yeah. you or slapped he, you or whatever. Yeah, but even at the beginning of a special, he's talking about how every, everyone is so overly sensitive now. And like uh, black people basically saying like black people play the victim and blah, like, what's the point? And he's like, he would buy uh if a i don't remember what it was if a pants was it was a certain price he would buy them even if every step they took said the n-word and like <laughs> but it's like dude so but but if you remember his stand-up even on snl like he was the voice of the people he was mm -hmm. pointing out the the consequences of the power structural or structure and how it affects the black community and now he's so fucking stupid rich that now those that same conversation that unfortunately hasn't been fixed since he talked about it now it doesn't affect him because he's white person rich and now he has this sense of entitlement that he wants to enjoy and good yeah. on him but now the complaints that he used to articulate are now annoying to him because it's not allowing him to just enjoy the luxury that he now has. And it's like, yeah, so racism doesn't affect you. Like now that you have a name, a cop, if they pull you over, is going to be like, Oh my God, you're Chris rock. They're not going to be like, put, yeah. like, let me see your yeah. hands, like all that shit. But that's still happening. It's just, you're not so maybe yeah. you need to stop doing stand-up if you don't have anything to say well yeah and i think like this is the argument i was having about it. it's like like somebody like chappelle is a good example like i thought he just fell into this trap of i, I think all that culture war cancel shit it's just bullshit to me it's all bullshit you know, like Bill Maher, who's not funny, by the way, um, 
always talks about stuff like that. And I'm like, and he's not liberal, by uh, the way. Yeah. He's um, liberal in the way that old men are like, oh my God, he smokes weed. He must be liberal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. He was, he was decent in like the Bush years when I'd watch him. And uh, I, I honestly, I was probably less liberal then than I am now, but I used to watch him and I was, I'm like, no, he, made, he makes good points about this and shit. But, you know, they but don't. But he's not live. an angsty like he used to be. Now he's just a. No, oh, now he's just an old, like, ordinary yeah. guy yeah. who, who, by the way, has not lived a life like everybody else. So when he no. makes this commentary, like, I've heard him talk about how you should parent your kids. And he I'm sitting there like, kids. he just hates them. What the fuck are you talking about? You hate kids. Like, yeah. You don't have any. No. And, and, uh, you're not getting canceled. You have a weekly show on HBO. Dave Chappelle made a bunch of specials. He made $24 million for his last special. I still see him. I saw him yesterday on like a YouTube clip, which dropped my son yeah. like flipped out because he was talking about they want to cancel JK Rowling and uh, they canceled her. And my son was just like, you so pissed. He was just like, she makes like fucking a billion dollars a year. He just said it like that. I was like, it's true. Yeah. I mean, she, no one's canceling JK. Uh -uh. Yeah. Yeah, and you know it's just like Louis C.K. His latest comedy album oh got nominated God. for an Emmy or Grammy. So like yeah, he he's sold out Madison canceled. Square Garden. He sold out. He got standing ovation. His first, his first uh, stand up special back. He's not fucking canceled. He just took a vacation. Like yeah. that's all there. Is. There's no consequences to the fucking disgusting thing that he did. Like yeah, and he actually nothing. he seems happier when I see him. Yeah. I've seen him on some stuff like podcasts. He's like. No, I kind of like like the lower demeanor and like not being in the spotlight. But he you know, he was also doing some shit that like once it got out, I mean, he had to he at some point, I guess maybe he had to know he would deal with something like that. He had that was a have. rumor forever, and I used yeah. to never oh, buy yeah. it. No, and I, I like, know, I know one of the women he did that to. She's oh, a comedy really? writer out here. Literally, they're on the phone. He's like, "Do you mind if I jerk off right now?" Oh yeah. So, oh, so like, Chappelle was talking about her when he talked about that. I remember probably. He, yeah, so well, he but, mentioned like you can't hang up or something like that. Like you should be you, in the business if you're not that tough. As yeah, well he can fuck himself because that the whole concept of and I also same thing with Harvey. We're like, well, why were they in the hotel room? It's like you know, in our industry, most meetings don't happen in actual offices. Yeah. Like they happen all. I have so many coffee meetings. I don't golf, but luckily I haven't been asked. To, I mean, I used to golf. I just hate it. But like, uh, it's yeah. most of the times like coffee or whatever zoom now, but like a lot of times it's, especially if you're not in your home city, you're going to be in a hotel room. You're going to have a conversation. It's, and, and if you're like, like with Harvey, if you're a famous actress, you don't want to just have it out in public where people are going to come up for autographs. So the whole, you can't hang up. Chappelle can go fuck himself. It's not yeah. the same. It's, it's a power dynamic. And for Louis CK to say like, I just, you know, I just didn't realize that that wasn't really consensual because I didn't think of the power dynamic. You 100% did it because of the power dynamic, because yeah. you were offering opportunities. And here's so like when they say, like, can you separate the art from the artist? And where my line is drawn is different for everybody. But my line is drawn is I can't separate the two if the artist used the art to do their gross stuff. Yeah. And Louis C.K. used his art to say, hey, I will help young up and comers with their career. So, yeah, uh, but I'm going to jerk off while you do that. Like he knew that that was a power thing because 
he was seen as like on a mentor side or potential like he that was no woman i don't even think women in relationship with guys want to just watch a dude to watch that yeah there's a reason that's definitely for the dude if he's doing that yeah yeah there's definitely a reason that like webcams you pay to see a woman do it and dudes do it on webcam for fucking free like it's just it's not a pretty sight whatsoever (laughs) so like it's that's a hundred percent like a power play so for Chappelle to say that it's like he knows what he's saying is bullshit he's just protecting his buddy and Chappelle also is a piece of shit because you know how they're trying to build all those tiny communities for like homeless people which mm-hmm. is a great concept, and everyone agrees that they should exist. It's a but, thing. Yeah, everyone yeah. agrees they should exist to help like of these people they back into the world. They just don't want it in their community. Yeah. Well, they were gonna make one in Michigan, and uh, Chappelle, who had invested like fifty million dollars in downtown Detroit, he went to that town hall meeting and said, "If you build this in this community, I'm pulling my money." Yeah, which so, is like, exactly the power play we talk about that these like rich white people pull all the time in these communities. I mean, it's such a known fact that they could just catch, they catch all these, they just litigate, right? Like they'll litigate the shit out of the municipality. I've seen it for something like as stupid as a cell phone tower. Like you couldn't get any kind of reception and you know, it's big houses where they are and there's hills and it's like, Oh, we could put a cell phone tower here. And they're like, I'll just litigate you. You know, yeah. I'm just going to litigate this under some obscure law from the 70s and the environment. And, but that's that's exactly the power play it is. And as yeah. far as that's concerned, like there was a, in my town, we had this huge, huge thing going down years ago. Um, there was a farm like the last farm we had here. And um, it was in a generations of families and they decided to sell it. You know, which there's a lot of money in it, so I don't totally blame them, but they were going to sell it. And the builder wanted to build like these, this, like huge, huge skyscraper of apartments. We're a really small town. We're like, dude, I don't, I don't think we can handle that. Like we don't have the school systems for it. Like they're going to go to the one school here. That's you're going to add another, what, couple thousand kids. And he ended up just like going into litigation. Now he got, he ended up scaling it down and getting what he wanted. But part of it, oh, cause what he used to litigate was that we didn't have enough, uh, what's it called? Housing for, for, uh, low income people. Mm-hmm. And they sided with him. They made some kind of deal. So then now you had people just freaking out about low income people coming. And, and I'll tell you what, they built the homes down the block from me. I never cared. I was like, okay, there's low income housing all like on the other side of town too. I never hear any, anything about crime that you're talking about. Like nobody's getting, that's just stereotyping. And, and honestly, they're freaking nice house. They're pretty nice apartments. And like, that's down the block from me. There's never been anything that ever happened. I've never, I don't hardly see anybody there. Mm. And yeah, people just want to exist, but they're just demonized. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And it, it, yeah, it's, it's just sad. And like you said, you're right. It's like everybody's like, yeah, this is a problem. And, but like somebody else needs to handle that problem. Exactly. It's the same thing with like refugees and stuff. Uh huh. You know, or like you want to go back to like your conversation with Joe Walsh. It was like, well, you know, Europeans and Americans have plenty of room to take in some people. Yeah. 
And they said, no, thank you. And they said, no. So it's And like, even with, with Gaza, Israelis are like, oh, no, we're, we're giving them safe passage out of Gaza, but it's into Egypt. It's yeah. not into Israel. It's into yeah. Egypt. Yeah. That's, that's, that, well, that's a whole situation that's like, I, I'm always uncomfortable talking about it because it's like I have friends who are Jewish and like to bring it up is very, very I mean, I'm, I, I have, I have Jew in me and I have Mm -hmm. plenty of Jewish friends and they are not Zionist whatsoever. And also I, I, my, the marketing company that I work with, they're based out of Tel Aviv, Israel. I deal with a lot of Israelis and like, I have nothing against Israelis, nothing against Jews, nothing like that. And it's so like recently one of the actresses from the Scream franchise was fired because she was worried about Palestinians. And so they called her like anti-Semitic. It's like, first off, you can't because Palestinians are are Arabs and Palestinians are Semites. But also calling for understanding of innocent life is not anti-Semitic. The fact that you're making it that is very problematic. And also you can't, to me, it's like you can't claim that, uh, criticizing the actions of the Israeli military and government is anti-Semitic without having to admit that it's an ethno state. Yeah. And which they don't want to say it's an ethno state, but if you're saying that you can't be critical of an entire government that because that's anti-Semitic, that's literally an ethno state. Well, listen, the whole region is screwed up because of really colonialism or Mm. even after the world war. I mean, World War One, there was a bunch of empires or whatever you want to call there, and they carved it up however the hell we wanted. Yep. And I mean, you look at Africa and the the just the shitty condition that it's in. It's because of colonialism, and then all of those countries left, so they yeah. built up this industry. It's no different than like Michigan and Detroit, how yeah. the three major car companies built up that area. And then when all three of them left, there's this economic vacuum and it implodes. That's exactly what happened over in Africa. Yeah. That's why you see all these dilapidated buildings because that's when European countries came in and they left and took their money and industry with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they get what they wanted, right? It's a, I mean, that's all that is. It's just extracting. Yeah. Whatever. It's all exploitation. Yeah, and we know that. Like, we know that goes on, but I don't know. I mean, it, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's so tough. At least I see my dad was like talking to me about that, even with the, the Israel stuff. And he's like, the young people are so like, and he's, and he's, listen, he's, he kind of gets it, but he's like, I don't know why the young kids are so against all this stuff. But I was like, well, I mean, like my son, they grow up in a different world. They're connected to, people i think yeah people today are looking at the actual it used to be 20 or 30 years ago like or like let's go back to 9 11 it was like well we could just hit just hit anybody we want because we got to show that force and that's kind of what you know Netanyahu said i mean we're i was talking about this on a podcast the other day it's not out you know he he uses a lot of rhetoric that sounds yeah. like what Hitler said about them, yeah. right? Vermin and animals and yep. dehumanizing people. But, you know, people today, like especially young people, they're connected to the world and they can see, they see things, they see the human element of it. Like yeah. my friend, my, I'm sorry, uh, my, my son's like, you know, he plays online games. He talks to people from other countries 
He's talked to people in Russia. He's got his opinions is very different. Like the lines on a map don't mean as much to them. People are people. And yeah. we can be tribal politically, but I think the younger generation, younger than us, um, they're seeing this, they're grow- who, where they grew up with social media. I think where for, for our generation and older, there's growing pains of social media because we're so, we grew up in our bubble. And we grew up in our bubble being the right way to live and the right way to be. And everyone else didn't really have a face. So it was easy to be afraid of the other because they didn't really exist. And especially in America, where we're pretty much isolated, as opposed to Europe, where they're surrounded by all other countries and things like that, or even the Middle East, where they're surrounded by all these other places, we're isolated. We don't experience that. So when social media exposes us that, there are all these other worlds it's for us and the older generation it's hard because now we're being told maybe there are other ways to live that you know might not be better but might not be worse they're just different and it's hard to like you know like marry that in your mind but the younger generation who are growing up with social media having already existed Fuck yeah! There's so many different cultures, different countries, different things where people live a different way, and who cares? Yeah, I'm like, always impressed it works for by them the, by the younger generation. My my kids have like schooled me on some things, by the way, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, and it's why if you're open to that, it's wonderful. If you're not open to that, these kids are just woke little sissy pants. Yeah, that's yeah. See, that's another like that's just fucking made up. That's just a word. Like, I, I don't know. A word that I, they don't know it. Like, there's so yeah, many people with the like, original intent I hate, of the word. I, I hate wokeism. I'm like, you're woke. You're yeah. woke. I, yesterday, I heard you talk about how black people are treated differently than white people. Sorry, mm-hmm. I hate to break it to you. I hate to diagnose you, but you're woke. You're woke. Like, yeah. that's all that that means. Like, yeah. it's none of this. Yeah, your eyes are open. That, that's all it ever meant. That's it. Like, 100%. It, yeah. Meant your eyes are open. The only people trying to change the definition are the ones that make money off of an unwoke world who want to yeah. make it seem like there's something insidious behind it or complaining or whatever. No, it's literally just opening your eyes to this, the institutions that treat different groups different way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. No. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. I love that you're open to what you're, I mean, I'm not surprised at all, but um, yeah, I love that you're open to what your kids are saying and I wish more parents will be. Yeah. I mean, I always, I, I grew up like, in an extremely conservative family. So like, I like, I like that I did because it kind of understands some of the logic. I mean, I think it's gone so far askew at this point. It's, it's just different, but I can understand a true conservative person, you know, oh, we shouldn't have this big debt. We shouldn't spend this much money. If the program doesn't work, maybe we should review it. That, that's, actually fine to me like yeah you're fiscally right con- fiscal conservatism fiscal- is a great part of a conversation right but i was always like a social liberal like it, it, from the time i was a kid I, if somebody said something about like gay people i'd be like what does that really matter though yeah Just like, don't, if gay, you don't like and i'm if like you don't like I'm being not, gay then but, don't be gay that's what i mean it's like even like and some people would do that to me they're like it's choice and i'm like Okay, so choose not to be. Like, I don't. I don't know. What yeah, to tell if you. it is, then why do you care? Who do you fucking care? It then isn't. But if it is, then yeah. don't choose it. Oh yeah, I know. And it's like, if anything, it being a choice should scare you less. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you, man. Like one time, 
So like I'm I'm open like I'm very open for I I've I've said this before I said on a podcast too like I go I listen I don't understand trans people but I also don't understand my neighbor I don't I don't understand anything about him I don't hate him and I don't want him to move my neighborhood you know uh, and the only thing I ever said because honestly I wasn't educated on it and it, I was like I can't make you know you should know before you say it and I I went ahead of my role I go well I don't like I, I don't like the idea of like giving hormones to kids to change them or whatever. Cause I don't know what that's going to do. And my son like took me to say, cause he's had like trans friends. Sure. And he was like, except that doesn't happen in like most cases. Like they would have to go through a doc, like a psychiatrist. And he went through the whole thing and I looked it up and I was like, yeah, that's my bad. Like I was, I was uneducated about it. I thought I was making more of like an adult assertion, not from a place of hate. Just thinking about it, I was like, yeah, I don't know if you should mess with like a human body until it's fully grown. That's not like it's it, 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 that's not how that works. And I was wrong to think it did work that way, but I can admit that. Like, and I never, it wasn't coming from a place of hate. It was coming from like this different place that I just didn't understand it. But I think with, with the trans issue, getting trans stuff has been around for ever literally that's the forever. other thing it's it's just more ex- it, uh, yeah it's it's accepted more now but also the reason that it's the true reason why it's in our conversation is because republicans they don't have any solutions to Correct. any of the actual problems in our country so that's they why have it's to manufacture war. them yeah, so they turn all- it into a culture war because they don't have anything on the policy like even with them getting roe v wade overturned that was like the dog finally catching the car where it's like oh, i didn't think yeah. this through what now that I caught the car, what a, I never thought I'd catch the car, but I did. So I don't really know yeah. what's next. Yeah. But like with trans stuff, like I think, I think liberals tend to get it wrong because when someone like yourself says, I don't get it or I don't understand or I'm not comfortable with it. When I hear that, I think there's an opportunity for a dialogue and a conversation. Yeah. As opposed to other people saying, Oh, that means you're transphobic. It's like, no, that's yeah, no. not the same yeah, thing. Doesn't mean to say the same that you, thing. It's different to say I hate them or I don't like them. Yeah, it's another thing said, to that's say like I an don't, abomination against yeah, God. But if you something. say I don't get it or I don't understand or the way that you positioned it even to your kid like that, oh, and that started a conversation. And that's that's where it should be because here's the thing. When liberals shame people for having those very valid feelings on an issue they don't understand, mm-hmm. if some, you should reward someone who's comfortable enough to articulate that about themselves and put it out there but instead by like yelling at them and shaming them all you're doing is giving the 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 far right more members because like no it's okay man like come on we don't like it either like you're right to not like it and they're going to be soothed by bad faith agents and that's what they're going to follow because those people were nice to them it comes down to being that's very true right And, and yeah yeah I will say if you, when you get Apple TV, there is an episode of the problem with John Stewart where he talks about like uh, transgender issues. I, I might have seen some clips. It's where, so good. Watch yeah, it. yeah, Watch I did. I've one. seen some of the clips. I saw him talking to the lady in um, I don't Attorney remember. General, the of Attorney one of General, states. and like it was so good because it was. You know, first of all, I'm like. Why does anybody want to talk to him? Because he just like annihilates everybody. Uh, well, and they come so like he also watched the gun control one too because he talks to some viewers <laughs> yeah. like, 
how did you not educate yourself on your own issue? The own, your own hill that yeah. you want to die on. Why aren't you educating yourself? Cause yeah. John's going to educate himself before he talks to you. Yeah. And, um, my only, my only issue with him, and it's not a him issue is that he kind of made that cool and people can't do it like him. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I too see many people, people try and they try just, that like that gotcha moment and they just, yeah. it's not the same. He kind of, but he still does it in a respectful way. Like he does it in a way where it genuinely doesn't feel like he's trying to get someone. Yeah. He genuinely feels like, and he also has one on inflation, which is phenomenal. Um, yeah. those three, I think I'd recommend. Um, but like he's so, he doesn't want to get them. You know, I think that's the problem. He just does get them because he ends up being more educated than the people who are supposed to be experts on their side. Right. And I, to your point, I think other people see the gotcha and they're like, ooh, I want to do that. And John, I don't feel he ever wants to do that. He wants to have a true. No, he just, it's a, it's a comedy. He just right. won't, he won't concede if he doesn't feel like that's the right thing. That's where, like, he's different. And that's what I mean, like, comedians, it's a strange place, because now we're looking at comedians a lot, whether it's, you know, uh, like, John Oliver is, is huge nowadays. Yeah, I love his show. I love his show, too. Um, and, they, you know, there's obviously a few others. Daily Show had a lot of a lot going on with it. But um, they're asking a question that most members of the media, like, they don't follow up media, right? They'll ask the question. I'll say some stupid shit and John Stewart will just be like, it is in the, in a conversational tone. I mean, sometimes it gets excited, but it's still taking that guy's word. It's not putting words in the guy's mouth, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. Like when he got, I, I've seen the one you're talking about with the gun control and he's like, when he's talking about like, you know, what's, what's killed more kids than cancer, than, you know, trans stuff, than this or that. And the guy's like, I'm going to assume it's guns. And he's like, I'm not going to assume it like it's something I just made up. Yeah. It is guns, you know? And yeah, that's, that's where he, he's just phenomenal at that. And the media, I don't know if that's a thing with the media where they're scared sometimes to lose that ability to talk to somebody in the future, you know? Um, yeah. The power dynamic has shifted in a way that's went the wrong way. Because now, mm -hmm. especially cable news, they're depending on these politicians and yeah. people to come on their show. And so those people have more leverage. Uh, so that way they don't get the pushback that they should, where yeah. truly it should be the opposite. It should well, be yeah. you're coming on that you're coming on the show. So you better be on your best behavior to deserve to be on the show for yourself, not for ourself. And somehow, uh, maybe it's the Fox News effect, but somehow they have made it where the politician feels like they're doing the cable channel a yeah. favor. So the cable channel owes them to not push back yeah. on their blatant bullshit. Right. And and it feels not scripted, but it's like the politician knows. He goes, right, I'm going to take enough gruff from you, but only to a certain degree because that's just how it works and we gotta make ratings and i'm doing like you said it's like the politicians doing you a favor and and yeah that's how i always feel like they'll give like a little push but they never go all the way and like any journalist i love i actually like that's what i wanted to do like when i went to college i, I studied journalism and 
you know, I wanted to be like the dude who like, you know, like rides in a tank somewhere or whatever. And whatever reason, it's like it never happened. But, um, you know, that that's what's in my soul. So it's like every time I see this, I'm like, you know, I always love like there's a lot of these uh, like almost underground journalists who are just fantastic. And I, like I was telling my wife about like a lot of the stuff when I look shit up, I'm, I'm not going to any of the major news networks. I mean, I'll look at what the New York Times says or what this says or that says, but it's like political, politico and all these like people who are just relying on funding from mm -hmm. from me and you. Mm -hmm. They're doing like actual investigative journalism, but they'll never be invited to the to the correspondence dinner. Yeah, no, and that's where never, that's where the uh, game is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, cool. I think I think I just record, recorded another episode. I was gonna say I think we got two episodes yeah. out of this. Yeah, I was gonna say I was. I, I don't was mind like, that at all. Yeah, it can be a two parter. Totally cool with that. But sounds good, man. So yeah. All right, man. Well, yeah, let's get together again sometime. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'll hit you up, man. I'll be around. But it's, yeah, it's good to talk to you. Yeah, you too, it's too man. Long. It's been way too long. Yeah. All right, man. Have a All good right. one. You and, too. Happy uh, holidays, my friend. Yeah, same to you. Thanks to everyone who took some time out of their day today to listen. The With Jay Burke Show is available wherever you find your favorite podcast or go directly to jayburkshow.podbean.com and subscribe to get the latest episodes. I know it may not always be a straight line, but I hope we'll see you again to take the journey and escape a while for thoughtful excursions into the world of ideas across politics, technology, pop culture, and all realms of civic life. See you soon.